0: Get ready, kiddies, for some
1: Silver Age
0: podcasting goodness
2: from Joe Pride and
1: David.
2: I've listened to their podcast,
1: and if you think I'm crazy, wait until you listen to these two clowns.
0: <laughs> what kind of mission is this?
1: Everyone here is the best there is. Who's going to teach us?
0: Today we'll start with what you only think you know.
1: Nice.
0: What the hell? Easy, Maverick. Let's try not to get fired on the first day.
2: We're going into combat on a level never seen.
0: You think up there you're dead? Believe me.
2: My dad believed in you.
1: I'm not going to make the same mistake. Oh my God, here
2: they come! Top Gun Maverick, rated PG-13. CBS presents this program in color.
1: Autobots, roll out! End of
0: line. This sounds pretty heavy. Wait, it has
2: nothing to do with it. I am the Knight Industries 2000. That are alive, you are coming with
1: me. After the vista, baby. Batman. We would be honored if you would join us.
2: Welcome to Vintage Geeks, where we are saving the multiverse one podcast at a time.
0: I'm David. I'm Maverick. You are fucking not Maverick, sir. <laughs> oh, I can be Maverick, kinda. <laughs> like, no, I, like I, one thing I wouldn't do, and we're going to talk about it, but I've been watching the YouTube videos of the training they went through. Yeah. And like being strapped inside a cylinder, getting turned upside down, being going in the water and then having to unstrap and escape through a hatch. You know, you're yeah. talking to the you're talking to the person who still would use a nose plug, so uh uh-uh. <laughs> So you definitely could not be Maverick is what you're I saying. I could not be Maverick. Yeah,
2: no, I could not be Maverick either. I was oh fuck. There, so be, I went to the movies today to see it and shannon hadn't seen top gun since about when it came out oh wow so last night when we got home from our our dinner her birthday dinner um we went and sat down and watched the original top gun yeah yeah so she was all caught up on it and everything but yeah, it, it looked harrowing in that first one where I'm just like, yeah, there's no fucking way I would be able to do that. Like, that much pressure on my body. And the fact that what they did in this movie was a fucking hundred times more intense oh, than yeah. the first one. Yeah, there's no fucking way. Well, they no, said, no. so the
0: thing I watched today in the, the original Top Gun, the only aerial scenes uh, inside a cockpit... In that movie was Tom Cruise, I forget what what they said happened. I, I think actors were passing out or something. You know what I mean? So yeah,
2: yeah, that's not surprising. Like fucking honestly, that shit, that should looked rough, like legit rough. That's craziness. But
0: well, we gotta say Dunk is not here, so we're no, like totally no, ignoring uh, him. He's uh, is he working and then or is he going to the movie? What's he doing? I think I think he's working
2: from what I remember. He just said he was working and he didn't sound overly enthused. So he was like, why don't you guys just record this weekend? Let's see. Uh, yeah, he's going to try and see it after work. And then he has plans tomorrow. So he said it was, if we recorded this weekend, which is fine because like, I'm my recording schedule is going to be even more limited Pretty soon, I'm just gonna be fucking hauling ass to clean out this house and shit. So.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So. It, it's it's it, gonna it's gonna be here quickly.
2: Oh, it, it's fucking going insane.
0: My dogs already too, apparently. Shut the fuck up. Um, hopefully, they have a yard. Hopefully, they have a big yard. You're gonna let them out in the yard. Oh my god, dude, they're they're insane. But
2: yeah, I uh. Yeah, it, it's been. It's already going quick, and we got a ton of shit to do. The good June news already, man. It's, yeah, no shit. The good news is is Shannon is really all about getting rid of a lot of shit. Oh. The bad news is it's a lot of shit we got to get rid of. Yeah. So it's just going to be a lot of work. So I'm not going to be pretty much all my free time is going to be tied up in cleaning shit out and... Mm-hmm figuring out where to take shit because I'm not selling shit on Facebook
1: Marketplace.
2: <laughs> dude, I've, dude I, so I tried to sell cameras on there before and like just, it's such a pain in the ass. You fucking hassles with those assholes? Like, I, it's...
0: How, how How can somebody message you and say, hey, is this still available? And I literally respond to them within five seconds and they never see the message or respond to that. Right. <laughs> it's like...
2: It it's fucking weird, yeah. I I am not a fan of Facebook marketplace and I'm like really not a fan of selling shit. Like to be honest, like I just I don't know. It I hate dealing with people. So the less I have to deal with people, if it means it I don't make any money from it, I don't care. I'd just rather get rid of shit. Right. Didn't have to deal with fucking. I hear you. Oh, Do hey, you know, want ten dollars it... for this? No, fuck that. Like when I tried to sell those cameras, like my buddy told me, like one of the cameras was easily a four hundred dollar camera, but I really didn't know if it worked because I didn't have any of the charges or anything. So I sold it for like fucking fifty bucks, thinking like whatever. And like you know, it it the minute you sell it, and you just kind of give up on the fact of. You know, you, you're not gonna get what you really want for it, and you're just like, all right, fuck it, I'll take whatever. The minute you sell that motherfucker, everybody and their fucking brothers decides, oh hey, maybe I want that camera now. It's like you motherfuckers, you, you're all a bunch of assholes. Fuck you, I'm done.
0: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, it's not worth it. I'm just glad we we can throw shit out, but it just means a fucking shit ton of work. The only good thing is, is that. Like, we're going to get into it, but a little bit here. Um, The fact that I can work at home and leave all my shit up, I'm like so caught up on, except for today because I went out and did a ton of shit. Like, I've been able to watch the Disney Celebration shit. I, I watched it pretty much all day Thursday when it was on and a good part of it yesterday and then just had to bail on it today, but it it's been a joy to have shit like streaming live on youtube like that celebration stuff yeah, it, was, it was really nice but uh, um my uh one of my screen savers just changed and it got real fucking bright in here i was like what the fuck i thought i went blind for a second um speaking of celebration um they dropped the Andor trailer. Have you had a chance to... A teaser trailer, let me rephrase that.
0: No, it's the only one I haven't seen.
2: I am... I, I was very unimpressed with the announcement of Andor, to be very, very honest. I, I Yeah, me too. I could have cared less. I kind of dug this teaser because it feels it feels a little more like ground swelling of the rebellion and not so politicized as the movies you know like, like rogue one as much as many people that loved rogue one like it just didn't feel like the beginnings of the rebellion and the backstabbing retardedness that like you, that you kind of deal with politicians in that in that same sense so to me I, I didn't really connect with Rogue One because the rebellion to me wasn't let's not oust leaders because they have like your real goal should be fighting the Empire and this kind of feels like this trailer kind of feels like the beginning of the rebellion and the swell that it gains and everything else so I kind of dug it like it didn't It didn't feel forced the way I felt like Rogue One felt forced. So I I really dug it. I I love the looks of it. It looks, looks very Star Wars. So I was, I'm, I'm down for it. I I can't wait for you to watch it, actually. It's, I'm a little more hyped for it. Yeah,
1: it's,
0: yeah, and that's, The reason I haven't seen it is just because when they announced all the different Star Wars shows, this was the one I was like, I really don't care. Right. Just to be, you know, when you say Obi-Wan, when you say Ahsoka and things like that, Andor. mm, I, I
2: completely agree. Like, it's not what I was at all psyched for. But, again, if you can use it as a backdrop for the beginning of the rebellion i'm kind of into that story i just don't want it to be i don't know i don't i i don't care about the character Andor, so i'm not really right. necessarily i don't need an entire story revolving around him if they revolve it around him and how he is part of building the rebellion and everything. Then I'm I'm okay with it and I'm I'm intrigued. But if he's like off on his own, like, oh I, like, I don't know. I just don't need an Andor specific storyline necessarily. So.
0: Well, yeah. So they yeah, that's so they've got a big challenge in front of them because you've got to make us care about. And you know this is a prequel, obviously, because mm-hmm. we we know he's dead. So <laughs> you've got to make it interesting, and uh, so yeah, like you said, if they do some of that, where it's the you know kind of the start, you know of you know how they get organized and mm-hmm. and different sections and and you know going against you know stormtroopers and whatever empire in different areas. I mean maybe so. I mean, we'll right. see. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm not, I'm not as opposed to it as I was when they first announced it, just based on the looks of it from this teaser. So.
0: Well, I'm giving, a, for the star, at least for the Star Wars Disney Plus shows, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've all been spectacular so far. It's not like you've got, had some misses. Well, like I said, I think Moon Knight's a miss. You don't. We yeah. lost half the episode where I'm bagging on it. So. <laughs> the, oh, the, did you watch the pitch meeting for Moon Knight? I haven't yet. Oh, I've it's actually
2: been, dude! It's, hilarious. Been it's like everything that I said. It, but I do want to. I I know
0: you're you're you, honestly,
2: your gripes are not unvalidated. You you had like you, you are very right to feel the way you feel about to Moon Knight. To me, I just didn't. I bought into the story of Mark yeah. and I gotcha and Steven. So to me, yeah. I was totally bought in, and I really loved it. But Really, that the last two episodes really fucked with me because it needed, it really does need to be eight, nine episodes to really flesh out a really decent story. Yeah. For the most part, but if it's money constraints, I kinda understand. I just wish they would plan it out a little bit better.
0: Money constraints, and, dude. That's like saying Apple doesn't have enough money. No,
2: <laughs> I I get it, but if they're sitting there saying you have this much money to do this. You're basically getting the same amount as a movie, and you have to fill more time than you would get with a movie. Yeah. So, I get it, but like, it, it, really, this is Disney. They they could sink so, a lot of shit into this and still make out like bandits, but whatever. Um, that being said, fucking, you said, I have not had a chance to see the panel yet, um, but you said that they had the Ahsoka panel and it is going to be fucking Rebels heavy. And that oh. is not surprising.
0: Oh, yeah. it's uh, they, They've cast uh, um, Ren on there. Um, or Sabine, I guess. Sabine Ren. And Sabine Ren, yeah. And uh, they brought Chopper on stage. Uh, Ezra is going to be in it. So definitely, Star Wars Rebels is a must rewatch. Now, have you watched Rebels? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was really into it, and I faded off of it, and I kind of got back into it uh, when it was ending. Yeah. So yeah. you got that. You I... got that. So you got that, and then from yesterday, in, for us gamers, the the uh, Jedi survivor with with Cal. Yeah. Kestis is it? S Kestis. Cal
2: Kestis? I think it's Kestis. Yeah, Cal Kestis, Kestis yeah.
0: again, which is cool.
2: Yep. Yeah. No, that I'm psyched for that game, especially being on the PS5. Like I'm like I, I'm ready for it. I I liked how it's not gonna be ready for another year. I'm I'm fine with it, cause, cause I I forget. I think I saw Jesse Candelori uh, post on the Nerds page about they had mentioned the the sequel to Jedi Order coming out and everything and what they, what people thought of the first. And she was right. It's a, the first one is a little staticky with the, with the movements and shit sometimes. So I, if they can like really tighten up the, the movements and shit and make it feel a little bit more natural, that's going to be a super fun game. Can,
0: can you like, imagine? I mean, the problem hmm. is EA. Okay. But, but can you imagine if they if they made a Jedi version of Ghost of Tsushima? Oh, or my God. That's what they need to do, and they will. Oh. So, and it, it, it's, they have all the tools to do it. Yeah. It's just a matter of, do they, do they quote, unquote, bone it in, as EA has been known to do on some of this stuff, to hit release dates and all that? I don't know. But, I mean, I'll still play it. Oh yeah,
2: I'll I'll totally play. It.
0: I love, I did love
2: the first Jedi Order. It is, it, it's it's a weird one to go back to and play after you've played through it and like try to get through everything. Um, but it it was a fun game, I, I definitely through the first playthrough. Speaking of which, fucking Lego Star Wars the the Skywalker Saga, fucking a dude. That that game is
0: stupid fucking addicting. Oh, it's so much like, fun.
2: It it the the story modes are so fucking short and so quick and like you spend so much time fucking running around getting kyber blocks and fucking the money and unlocking shit. Like it is just it is so much fun and it's not even like the story mode that's fun. It's just trying to get everything at a hundred percent and like unlocking everything, all the characters. Yeah, that's
0: what I, that's what I said before. It's it's it, it should be repetitive. It, you should think it's repetitive, getting thousands mm-hmm. of Kyber bricks, but it's they're all fun little mini games because the characters are fun and they're not super hard challenges. But it's just enjoyable. It's you know what? Every once in a while, it's good to play a game that isn't you know so so super deep mm-hmm. and like. Listen, I I'm, I'm I stopped playing Horizon Forbidden West when I picked up Skywalker Saga. Horizon Forbidden West is you know, you got different outfits and weapons and mm-hmm. and then ammo and the ammo wheel and this and that and so there's there it's a great game, but there's a lot to it. It's it's kind of nice just to go into this game, you just walk into it and you just kind of play it on the fly.
2: Right. Well, and I love the like difference of the characters too cuz like Yeah when I got Sith Ray, I'm like, I'm never gonna fucking use her. And then when you're free roaming on Exegol, I'm like, you know who I'm using? Fucking Sith Ray. Because that shit would just be fun to have her running around being like, Fuck it, I turned to the dark side uh-huh. and now I'm gonna rule like the Emperor. Like I you you just fucking end up making up your own Jedi stories when you're fucking Roaming around these worlds. You're like you know what. I'm going to use this person here. Because fuck it why not. And honestly going back. And through the levels. And to get 100% on everything. Get all the little challenges done. And all the mini kits and everything. Really is super fun. And like you find. That you respect parts of movies. A little bit more. Like funny enough. I really ended up, like, the more I thought about it and the way I played it, I liked Attack of the Clones more the way I did it through Lego than I did the actual movie. And, it, you know, it, it, I'm not sitting there going, oh, it's, I totally love Attack of the Clones. No, it's still not a good movie. But I understand it a little more as far as its place in the in the saga of it all. But it, oh my god, they're, like, you're right, like, the minute, like, Padme gets her shirt ripped in that, you're just like, they <laughs> didn't have to do that, they didn't, they didn't, there's no need for it, like, whatever, okay, it, it really is a fun-ass game, if you guys haven't had a chance to play it yet, definitely give it a shot, that shit is fun as fuck, just fun. Yeah um what else did they drop for news uh at celebration so far um
0: well i know they were hit today when i when i tuned into it man they were really trying to hype up that galactic star cruiser (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm fucking not I'm, i'm not even lying i win the
2: powerball i'm taking you and dunk there and we're gonna do every possible scenario that they have, and stay there until we've completed them all, because they're like, they really did hype it up. They, I watched that whole thing that they did on it, and they're like, oh, you go in and you can play as like a spy for the First yeah. Order. Yeah. You can spy for the Resistance, or you can play just straight Resistance. Like I'm sitting there going, I'm fucking in. I want to do every one of those. So, if I win the lottery, we're fucking doing it. We're going to do every one <laughs> of them. I, I don't care how much it takes. And you know that shit's expensive. Oh, I think yeah. I priced it out one time, and it was like, I think it's damn near $10,000 for, like, a three-night stay. It, yeah. yeah. I, it's I was going to say, it's at, least
0: eight, it's, it's at least eight grand. Yeah.
2: It's fucking stupid expensive. Stupid expensive, but... It'd be fucking worth it. Totally worth it.
0: Well, and I'm sure, based on the early things with it, it's that they'll they'll get it corrected. And, oh yeah, because you don't want somebody spending nine grand for three days and, and then going online and saying this blows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't. You just
2: right. No. Um. I saw I saw the Ian McDermott panel, which. was just him fucking talking about how you know his time as the emperor and everything he 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 didn't really say anything he kind of semi-hinted that he's not necessarily done but he there's nothing concrete so he's kind of tiptoeing around shit um so i don't know that we're done with palpatine yet but we could be who knows I'm kind of done. It, it like I don't need to see him becoming, you know, as an apprentice at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm just kind of like let's let's get deeper into this now. Um, and then I just saw a bunch of interviews. Uh, I think uh, so. We're gonna get into Obi Wan, but uh, there was the. Grand Inquisitor and Riva came out to do interviews, and the dude who plays the Grand Inquisitor was really charming, really nice. Uh, the chick who played Riva, the third sister, or fifth sister, is she the fuck? I don't remember. I is think they referred the... to her as a third sister. Third part. sister. Third. Yeah. Um she she came out and they're like, "Oh, did you watch like rebels and or did you watch any anything <laughs> That's when you were telling me this Dude, and she fucking goes, nope still haven't even seen the movies either yet, and I'm like, oh, what like you like yeah, lie. yeah are in a celebration fucking lie like you sit there and say oh i've I've seen the movies, but they don't really factor into it." If you don't want to say you've seen Rebels and all that shit, that's fine. Totally fine. Lie your ass off and say you fucking at least watched the movies. Because no one is going to, like, you're not winning in favor with the audience. You're not even close. But, yeah. It, to me, some of the interviews were just, like, cringeworthy where you're just like, oh, this person was not ready for this level of fandom at all. And then other people are so completely comfortable and awesome with it. Like I watched uh the Hayden Christensen and uh and McGregor. I
0: watched that one, yeah.
2: And you could tell both enjoyed being around one another, but like you could tell that Hayden was a, still a little weary yes. about being on stage and like Not necessarily being completely comfortable up there. Um, And I don't... Because he was saying how he watched Rebels and everything else. and Like, I think he might have lied during that. He didn't sound very believable during it. But at least he, like, tried to play the role. So I'll at least give him credit for that. But, yeah, I think he's still a little bit gun-shy from the fans, and rightfully so. Fucking Star Wars fans are fucking morons nine times out of ten. It's, it's, without a (laughs) doubt, a fucking toxic fan base. Like, if they dislike something, it is out of control, fucking nasty. So, I get it. I get it. Unfortunately, the fans, like, who really do love them and, and, and aren't toxic, like their voice isn't nearly loud enough to make that poor kid probably ever feel comfortable ever again. So, yeah, it was...
0: Well, well, and it's also that he knows what the post-prequel reaction was on Mm -hmm. a lot of things. And... I mean, it takes, I mean, you're an actor, and you want to do good, and you want everyone to love you and all that, and there was some questionable stuff about, but I don't know that that, you know, that's was it how it was written, and how they directed right. him, right. and which, you know, I'll talk a little bit when we talk about Obi-Wan with a couple of, of people that I don't think are doing a great job acting in it, but <clears throat> but but I think, I think this is, you know, just, and we'll talk about Obi-Wan, but... You know, just watching these episodes and watching, especially this this stuff that's directly related to the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. it makes me appreciate the prequels more than the the you know episode seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So. That's just that's that's just the way I feel about it. So.
2: No, I I completely agree with you. I. I. Uh, mm-hmm. When I watched. See, everyone was all, oh, let's be done with the Skywalker saga. We don't need all this anymore. We're over that family. Fucking, you assholes. This is Star Wars. Star Wars was built on the back of the fucking Skywalkers. Yes. Like, don't fucking sit there and get it twisted. Yes, there is a fucking huge universe to explore. But don't piss on the Skywalkers and be like, oh, we don't need... they.'" they literally were the whole focus of the first 3 movies like i get it but they're supposed to be the important family of that galaxy yeah it's, it's
0: it'd be it would be like with me with superman i was saying hey we're done telling kal-el's story right i mean you don't you do that you you can tell that story and then you could tell new stories with new characters in the universe whether before or after the time frame yeah but you you can't you can't just say we're done. To me, you just can't. Right. So listen, you got we got Andor coming. You got Ahsoka coming. That's related to Skywalker saga. But you've got um, uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic coming yep. in some fashion. So that's there's there's plenty of room in the freaking universe for all this stuff.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. I it like to me. With the amount, like, because honestly, the people who, uh, even though Ahsoka is Skywalker, uh, Skywalker adjacent, it, it's in that saga family. It's not really because Ahsoka really is Clone Wars, and it's it, right. it the, the the movie fans have no idea who this fucking character is, like. When I watch Mandalorian and Ahsoka shows up, I have to tell my wife the backstory of Ahsoka because she has no clue. Because she doesn't watch fucking Clone Wars or Rebels or any of that shit. So now it's me telling her why Ahsoka is important. But at the same time, when you're like, she's not as, as important as she is to the Skywalker story, she's broad enough that you can... Branch out and make her her own story in this universe, and make her relevant as she should be, because she is one of the best characters in, in the, the to come out of Clone Wars, and like maybe one of could have been one of the best Jedi's of all time had she not gotten kicked out or left the yeah. order. So. You know, it I the fact that they're they're gonna explore it, that's the kind of stuff that you need to do. Use the Skywalker saga to branch off on all this extra stuff in the universe and that's how you expand the universe and still keep Skywalker relevant. So Yeah, I it's just been I, I really love Celebration. I love that my kid came up to me, uh, and I forget what we were talking about. I think we were talking about the Palpatine stuff. And he kind of got on that fucking, oh, I'm sick of this fucking, like, they need to expand the universe and everything else. I'm like, dude, you too? Like, you're going to be one of those (laughs) whiny fucks too? Like, seriously, man. Like, come on. This is, like, when we were kids, we wanted to be Luke. We wanted to be Dark Vader. Like, we wanted to be the Skywalkers. When we didn't have anything after Return of the Jedi, the extended universe were all Skywalker stories. And we fucking loved it. Like, there was so much you could build the universe around that family. So, yeah. I just... I'm fucking loving the fact that Celebration's going on and... and we're getting more and more stuff, but uh, we are gonna... We we will actually talk about other things, but seeing as how we're on Star Wars, we might as well get into Kenobi and and give our thoughts. Um, I... uh, For the first two episodes, I enjoyed it. Did not love it. Um, I... I think the tone is there. I, I, it, Ewan McGregor is fucking killing it as Obi-Wan. Like, I, I love the, the turmoil in his face. The constant, like, you, you can tell he's constantly struggling with where he is. And, and I also love the fact that he's kind of turned himself off to the Force as we find out in the second episode a little bit. So you you kind of get that last Jedi feel where he had to he felt like he had to do the same thing. He had to cut himself off from the force. Dude, he said he, he said, that he said the same
0: him. he said the same thing Luke said in the last Jedi. He said the time of the Jedi is over. It's literally yeah. what Luke said.
2: Yeah and and he's not wrong like yeah. the fact that inquisitors are fucking coming around and 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 wiping every one of them out he obi-wan's completely right and like lends a little more credence to luke's feelings in the last Jedi but that being said like it, the way it's going about and the fact that he's now going to become part of the force again and fucking just wreck shit i really like that the way it's flowing um, I, I have problems with it though um, you mentioned the acting um, the chick who plays Revo, the third sister is fucking awful and when she got up on stage and said that I thought it was cringy when I watched her performance I'm like fuck you really should have watched something because she feels completely out of place in this universe. Her, like, as far as being an Inquisitor, she's not really pulling it off. Um, I, I just... I She doesn't feel part of it. She doesn't feel connected to the rest of it. And I, I maybe... That's what they're trying to get at, but it's still coming off as a bad performance as it is like Well, that's bad. That's,
0: that's what I that's what I felt. It, it initially. I mean, mm-hmm. inst- or I should say instantly is yeah. that it's it just seemed very out of place. It did not seem So the two th- again, the two things I, I think we both had issues with was was her and then the girl who plays Leia because, Oh god. so to to me Listen, I like I like everything about how it's written and all. what the problem is. She's playing it like it's a sitcom character mm-hmm. in, in her delivery and in, in demeanor and mannerisms and inflection and all that. And that's not what you're I mean, that just doesn't again, it's another thing that just doesn't fit into this right into this world. And I understand that she's on Alderaan. She's a princess. And, and it's it's different than well, being on, you know, Tatooine and that type of thing. Right. But it's just, it's, it, those just two things are out of place, and, and I don't know why. To me, it feels
2: like what they did with Billy and Shazam. It, it's the tone for the character. Like, Billy is way too serious for the age that he plays, and then when Shazam pops up, Shazam is more kid. Like, he right. acts younger, acts completely yeah, different it's, than it's, Billy.
0: You should act the same.
2: Right. And this girl has that weird thing where she's supposed to be uber smart and like be fully aware, like almost adult like mental capacity. And then all of a sudden she has this fucking insta kid switch that turns on and she goes running off into the woods and, oh, I'm a free kid and I'm so naughty. And it's like if you just dress down your fucking cousin the way you just did for insulting you, then you're smart enough to know that what you parents say, go. Or when Obi-Wan is saying, this shit is dangerous and I'm trying to save your life, then you're not going to go run off and be like, oh, you're not really a Jedi, yeah, and fucking go run. Like, that doesn't make any sense for the character that you just tried to fucking tell me is ridiculously smart for her age. So, fucking pick a lane and stay in it. Or, like, learn how to write for a kid, because that kid and that kid is not doing a good job of selling me a... a yeah. A, you know, like, she's a natural part of the world. She feels very, this is acting, kind of acting shit, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. But everything else, like, the dude who plays the Grand Inquisitor, fucking buy it, uh... You and fucking buy it. Even the fucking other brother. I I forget what number brother he is. Um, but the dude from the Fast and Furious that's in it. I like him. Like he fits what the Inquisitors are. So I I, I really do dig the story and everything. I just that acting needs to kind of get brought up a notch or whatever. And Again, like at the end of the second episode, when they kill the Inquisitor, like if you don't know Rebels, then you know it. If you, if you don't know Rebels, then you don't know that this is a fake out death, because right. the Grand Inquisitor is still alive in Rebels, unless they just completely like were like no fuck this, we're rewriting history, which I doubt they would do that, but. To me, it doesn't make sense for her motivations, especially knowing that they're going to keep him alive. Like she really just kind of fucked herself.
0: Well, from what, I don't know if we talked about it, but from the rumors are this is a redemption story for her too. So when it comes to the end that she's going to come back. So, and I can't remember who said that or where I heard it, but I've heard it from multiple places. So, yeah, that might make sense. It's still, like, because she says, because when after they kidnap her, the 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 those kidnappers are like, "What will you get by capturing him?" And she says, "What I'm owed." Yeah, but again, that's more.
2: I think she thinks that she's owed like a better spot in the Inquisitors, like. That's how I kinda of read it. Like I don't know Oh what, I
0: gotcha. Okay. I, I, gotcha. I don't know that
2: her overall intention is to get back to the light side because that's not really where
0: No, I what and what I mean is that no, she, right now she has no intention, but I don't know how they're gonna write it if that's what happens. You know how um just like they did in, in um uh, uh episode um uh, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or six, you know, with Ana- with uh, Anakin, mm-hmm. it's a redemption arc. So we'll see. But I, so, yeah, I agree with you. Love you and McGuaggar. I love the tone. The John Williams music is uh-huh. unreal. It yeah. is. It, this is a movie. This yeah. is really. I mean, the music in the Mandalorian is great and everything. This really makes it feel cinematic. Uh, the Leia's theme for young leia is is charming Mm. the obi-wan theme is it's it kind of mirrors his where he's at in life you know it's got the hint of the of the star wars theme and it's got this like stuff that's where he's conflicted and everything i i love the beginning i love the order 66 flashback yeah that was that was great and um uh, again, the set design, all of that is good, and i I really, I really like the portrayal with how they're doing with Obi Wan. Yeah. So you can listen. You can if you want to get into like things that don't make sense. Like, okay, it's been ten years; he still can't commune with Qui Gon. Come on. The... Well, again,
2: I think he's shut himself off. Well, of maybe. Because I think he probably like. Again, this is where I thought it was kind of strange because there's that moment where he's sitting there trying to, like, reach out to Qui-Gon and talk to him. But, like, at the same time— And we're definitely going to hear—at least hear him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I—to me, the thing that—where I'm like, he really just probably did shut himself off to the Force was when Leia fell at the end of episode two and he had to like strain and reach to get so yes. to, to like yes. stop her because that should have been nothing for obi-wan even if he's rusty and hasn't really used the force if he hadn't cut himself off from the force he'd still be able to do it that with relative ease right. so i really think he's just cut himself off from using the force so that he's not found out so even when he's like calling out to Qui-Gon, I don't think he's really necessarily calling out and being like, I really like I think he's just having one of those moments where he's like, you know, I I need your help, but I'm not to the point where I fucking am ready to like compromise myself. Because even like when that was the other thing that kind of threw me off a little bit. I guess I didn't realize that Obi-Wan didn't realize that Vader was Anakin. Or that Anakin was
0: still alive. Well, no. yeah, He, he didn't realize he was still alive. He knew he was Vader because, remember, in Episode 3, the hologram, they saw when, when him and Yoda were at the temple. Right. And he said, hence, you know, Lord Vader, you, you'll be known as Darth Vader. So, but what has it, but like, again, what's it, what's been going on in 10 years where the Darth Vader name, he hasn't heard it. I mean, he's been, I mean, I guess what they said is that go, you know, in the recap, obviously is, you know, go where the Sith don't have a presence. So, so he may not know what's of anything that's going on. But yeah, right. he did not know Anakin, Anakin was alive.
2: Right. That's what I thought. So I right. was like... To me, at the end of that episode, when he was like, oh my God, Anakin's alive, and then reaches out and says his name, and
0: Anakin's eyes pop open in the back to take, I was like, oh, that's fucking... <laughs> mean. that, that was a good... That and was a it, good are, you, are, you, are you in agreement with me that, that light say, his lightsaber doesn't turn on until... and He doesn't use it? Because you, you see he's been using blaster and fists and all that he does not want to use it it's it's when it's going to happen is when him and anakin confront each other that's when it's going to get lit up (laughs) yeah i think i don't think it's going to i don't think it's going to happen before then
2: i i don't know because i think reva may get him to turn it on but i don't think he's going to have a real battle with anyone until he ends up battling anakin because I think that's really gonna be your crescendo that that's gonna be what... To. oh my God, so I really don't think you're gonna get much of you in having a a bunch of saber fights with anybody else you may get him pulling it out to to fend off ReBA quickly, but you won't get him like a full blown fight before he fights vader i'd I'd be surprised right but Oh yeah, I'm I'm down for the series. I like I said, I'm just those two performances just take me out of the show a little bit, and it it's hard to get like it's hard to look past it. But yeah, I, I really it's super enjoyable show. It's it's already fucking leaps and bounds above Book of Boba Fett, so like. Which isn't a high bar, but
0: still, like again, it, we talked about Book of Boba Fett. You 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 gotta care about something in the show. Yeah. And again, we talked about it. You do not care. We did not care if he was the mayor, the Dymo or not. Right. Exactly. Who cares? <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm really bought into how. Obi One is gonna get his mojo back, basically, because yes. that to me is like, okay, we know for the last ten years he's literally just been looking over Luke and fucking working this shit, fucking factory job on Tatooine, basically. So, yeah, I'm down. I'm I'm totally in for it. Again, I hope I hope the sixth episode thing doesn't really fucking Run it short and piss me off at the end, but I know, yeah, th- there is that danger, but I don't care i I'm loving it so far, so
0: so why one other thing like if he's if he's telling the other jedi, you know, we're done, go bury your lightsaber, then why is he telling you know Owen, you know he needs to be trained yeah, I don't know, because I think. I think
2: deep down, he was always going to bring Luke to Yoda to train. I I think after training Anakin and what happened, he was never, ever going to be able to be the one who actually trains him and like felt comfortable training him. Maybe that's what he was waiting for. Because honestly, if he was going to train him, he should have started when Luke was younger. Make, that's just the rules of the Jedi like Anakin was the same age now as when Qui-Gon found him and he, he was almost too old so you know you, you if he's really going to train him to be a Jedi I think he should have done it earlier I think his whole point was that he was just going to always have Yoda do it but he had to wait till he knew it was safe and that You know, it was, it. it, they weren't on the hunt for any more Jedi. Because I think knowing that there's still Jedi out there, and that the Inquisitors are still hunting them, I think it's hard to to train someone in the Force and not be caught. Right. I think that's probably what it, what it's really like. You're just waiting to the point where it's dying down, so you can train him or take him to be trained. Because I think he probably still has quite a bit of PTSD about training Anakin and Anakin. Oh, hun- it. well, you
0: absolutely. You see, with so, his dream, and he's right. all PTSD. Yeah. So yeah, I fuck, yeah, I'm in. I I fucking so I what, really like me right now high, real high Padawan.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I, I Again, I think if you had better casting or better acting on of those two actors, I think it'd be a Jedi easily. But those performances really fucking oof. <laughs> it was fucking cringe, man. It was hard to watch her at times. It, like, really, it felt like acting. Like, just, hmm. I was waiting for her to say end scene at some
0: point. Oh, right, yeah
2: like the fuck um, have you what have you seen the new season of love death robots? not yet oh my god okay I, I'll do I'll, I'll go real quick on it um, How many in, different stories there's nine or ten okay I think um, none of them are very long. the last one I think is the longest. The last one is the one I like the least. But it's still super interesting. So I will say that... Out of the episodes this season. They're all solid. There's one, maybe two episodes that I'm not like real hype about. But every other episode is solid. The animation... In every episode, is fucking beyond, like just beyond. It it's so amazing. Really? They really went above and beyond this year on the animation. Um, the stories as a whole, I like better. I so, I was not a fan of season two of Love, Death, the Robots. I I really it to me it I it didn't hit the way the first season hit. That being said, I think first season has one or two of the best episodes by far.
1: Mm.
2: I think season three as a whole is a better season than season one. Okay. And, and, and I think every, every story that's in season three is interesting at the very least. It's just the fucking animation is so drop-dead gorgeous. That's and
0: awesome. That's
2: good to it, hear. It, the, my, my son said most of the episodes, not all of them, but most of the episodes, the theme of this season is swarms of things. Um, for almost all the episodes, there's probably a couple episodes where that's not necessarily the theme but almost every like they all have something to do with a little bit of a swarm and and some of the stories are straight up fucking spooky and oh, cool. like you are just like holy shit I'm kind of glad I'm watching this in the middle of the day and it it kind of takes you to the point where it's so like creepy and Scary! You're just like, what the fuck? I'm telling you, amazing season. I, I, fucking Jedi, this season it was brilliant, 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 brilliant. They did such a good job. Like, I think most of the stories were done by Fincher and Miller, so it was just like it. It was almost a can't miss on every episode. And again, that fucking animation. There's there's, an, there's one of the stories that is on there that I wanted to go back and do Acid and watch it because it was so fucking trippy. And, like, I hadn't seen anything like that since I was, like, late teens, early 20s, and I mm-hmm. was just like, fuck it, I'm going to take a hit of Acid and watch the craziest, most fucked up shit and it was just that kind of weird animation, and it just took you on this weird ride, and it was all over the place. So I was just like, oh my god, this is... And it just dropped dead beautiful. Just absolutely gorgeous. So I will... I'll be very interested in what you think, but I totally give it uh, a Jedi. A unbelievable season. I'm so glad I watched it.
1: Oh, action. awesome.
2: And, and there's one story that I kind of, because I was watching it while I was working, because you don't, they're quick and shit, you don't necessarily have to pay a ton of attention to it, and there was one story that I just had to be like, wait, I feel like I missed something. I'm going to have to stop this, because I really want to pay attention to it. Right. And then you realize, like, because I was telling my son this, and he... Got all excited. He's like, "Did you see it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I had to stop because I'm need to pay attention because I feel like I missed something." So the next day he comes running up when he wakes up. He goes, "Did you watch it? Did you finish it?" Yeah. I'm like, "No." He goes, "Oh my God, Dad, it was so good." So I was telling him my dilemma, and he's like, "Oh no, you didn't really miss anything. It just kind of happens So you're you don't have to pay attention like you thought." I'm like, "Okay." So I turned it on and he was right. Like it. It kind of became self-explanatory once it got a little bit further in it. I felt like i missed something, but I absolutely didn't. So, again, it, it was fucking chef's kiss of a season. Really fucking amazing. Gotcha. Um, I also watched I watched the newest season of The Circle on Netflix. Oh, God. oh my God, dude. Those people are so oh. vapid. It's Again, it's mindless stupid shit that I can just put on and zone out, but oh my god, it is to do this and like try to figure this stuff out based on just social media interactions is so fucking weird and how weird humans are because the ones that are real, you really don't think are real. And the ones that are fake play better real people than the real people playing themselves. Because you're just like, no one could be this out there. And they really, it's fucking weird. It was, yeah. It's the circle. Holy shit. It's fucking a little, <laughs> my God. it. It's a show. That's for sure. Holy shit. Um, I felt like I watched something else, but I, I'm fucking drawing a blank now too.
0: You want you want me to rapid fire my stuff? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Um, senior year movie on Netflix with um, Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. It's about I don't know why I think I think I watched it when we were in Minnesota because like Netflix was the only thing I could get at this airbnb <laughs> so i'm like what can i watch <laughs> so i was watching i was watching that it's about like somebody from high school in the 90s she hits her head when she's doing a gymnastics or a cheer routine and in a coma for 20 years and then goes back to high school it's one of those tropes you know? oh yeah, yeah but it's, yeah. Pretty, it's actually it's pretty it's pretty funny um so I, I give that I give that a, a a Padawan, and then also Netflix, they've got like a it's a five or six episode documentary about Three Mile Island. Oh, which, which is, I saw,
2: I wanted to watch that. Yeah,
0: Fuck. that's a total Jedi. That is that's so good. It's 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 interesting reliving it because I was obviously younger then, but listening, I really didn't realize. How bad it could have been, and how close it was to being like really like a disaster.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So, but it's short. I think it's like it's like five episodes. Um, watch the second season of Upload on Amazon Prime, or the I think it's the first half of the second season. I think the second half is going to come out again. It's I still love it. It's. It's a great show. You you watched the first season, didn't you? Yeah, I really liked the first season a lot, actually. Yeah. So uh, I watched that t- Deep Water movie with uh, Affleck and Anna Diamantis on Hulu. That went oh. right to Hulu. Went right yeah. to Hulu. Um, very weird. It's a it's a, it's a it's a strange movie and where they have this weird relationship where she's sleeping with other guys and he's okay with it. it or he's not okay with it and all of a sudden he becomes a psycho. It just, it it just, it takes too many turns for me yeah. to, to be believable with it, you know? So, uh, I did watch The Adam Project, which was great. It wasn't it? Isn't yeah, it, it was sho- a lot of fun. Wasn't
2: it shocking how,
0: much, how good it,
2: that really was? And, and,
0: and perfect... The kid actor who did Ryan Reynolds as a kid, the way he did the the voice, the the mannerisms, mm-hmm. was perfect. It wasn't overdone because it could, it can be really easy to overdo something. Yep, that was really good. So that was that was that was fun. I, I gave that a Jedi. I'm only a couple episodes into the final season of Better Call Saul. That's a freaking Jedi. I love the show. Same same thing with um I'm only a couple episodes into the new season of Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. That one kinda of flew under the radar. It came out and no one's talking about it, type oh. thing. Yeah. So did you watch the first season?
2: No, I didn't. I fucking I I never got around to it and I like I remember you saying you watched it but then I don't remember you saying that you watched the finale or what you thought of it. So it was always kind of one where I'm like, eh, hey, I don't know if I'll get to it.
0: Yeah, it's I, I believe it's a Ridley Scott thing, and you can kind of tell it's a Ridley Scott thing, mm-hmm. the way they the way they do the future and technology and all that. It's 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 pretty good. It's not terrible, but it's not fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Flight Attendant season two on HBO Max, is is because of Kaylee Cuoco. It's a total yeah. Jedi. Her, perf- she she runs the gamut of every emotion in this and then you get the like you remember the old show herman's head yes okay well you get that where she's in her mind talking to the one who still wants her you know to break you know to be you know to start drinking alcohol again and the one who wants her to party and the one who's this and all that but the 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 actual acting in 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 the real world with the stuff that she goes through Is just top notch And it's a a good story too And I think it's like seven or eight episodes So So that's a total Jedi And then we just started watching On Amazon Prime we've got the first two episodes done Of Outer Range with Josh Brolin Ooh Which is You think it's a Like a Yellowstone ripoff But But it's more supernatural Then it's got a supernatural element of it which i don't want to talk about so but we're having fun watching it so far so and then also finally star trek strange new worlds total jedi it's it's classic trek week-to-week format visiting places having a story kind of like the next generation was so and the, the anson mount is great i love all the cast i like it instantly better than discovery after just one episode. I mean yeah. they're, on, they're on episode 3 or 4 now, but it's a phenomenal show. So. Nice.
1: Um
2: I did forget what the one of the other things I ended up watching was um Winning Time on HBO Max uh, which is the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Yeah. And oh my god, it is it's really good. I it's a it's a complete Jedi. And I I know a magic story. I if it makes me miss eighties and nineties basketball so much and why I loved basketball for the time. Because they were fucking brutal. They that that was really just a rough game back in the day. Oh, but yeah. the dudes that they got to play fucking uh, to magic and kareem and like are fucking dead on like dead on lookalikes dead on like just acting like them um i, I fucking draw a blank on his name jason something is plays jerry west jerry west and the he is a fucking riot dude like it is it is so funny how they portray Jerry in, in the in the in the mo- in the show.
0: I wonder how Jerry thinks they played Jerry. Uh
2: Jerry is not a fan of how they played Jerry. Um, <laughs> I would imagine so, from yeah. what I heard. <laughs> he is he is not a happy camper with the way he's portrayed, but it is hyper exaggerated, I would imagine. Um it, it it's very fourth wall breaky kind of you're in on the joke and everything else but it John C. Riley fucking puts on a fucking killer performance um, it, it's really it feels it feels like it's filmed from the 80s like it's got that grainy feel to it to everything really super well done super well done excuse me really enjoyed it it if you were a fan of basketball, but if you're a fan of basketball, period, and especially of that era, watch it. Oh my God! Like it, the the dude that they got to play Larry Bird is fucking fantastic too, and he's barely in the goddamn movie or in the show, but uh, whenever he is, you're just like, holy shit, that dude is dead on for Larry. It, really, I, you got to give it up for the people that they picked, the performances that they're giving. It is just Amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, the fuck else? I maybe that was it. Oh, have you finished Ozark the second half? Oh of the yeah, season? yes. I have not. We have not started it yet. Shannon is in the midst of all our season finales, and then we'll get to it. But what did you think? How did did it end? The way you wanted
0: it to? No, I was not. I I, I was not happy with the ending. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nope. It, uh, it, it, ends like it's still going on. Oh. well oh, and, and shit. I just didn't, and I just didn't, and I didn't think so after when you watch it, I, I didn't think how they, if how they ended it with the end scene should have been the end scene. I think the scene before it should have been the end scene, So oh, I'll just leave, okay. I'll leave it at I'll leave it okay. at that I know i kinda yeah, I got it all right. right but but still 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 enjoyed it a lot, lot of a lot of lot of twists and turns and no, uh, what you would expect for something that's ending yeah
2: yeah all right that works all right well. If we have nothing else, which I can't... I I can't fucking think of anything else I've watched, which is crazy because we haven't recorded in like a fucking month, but again, it's been a lot of YouTube shit because work and life. Um, Fucking Top Gun Maverick. Now, again, I saw this with my wife last night because she hasn't seen Top Gun since just about when it came out in the theaters. I would assume that me and Joe have seen Top Gun so many times we could damn near recite that fucking movie,
0: uh, dude. dude but wait, me and my me and my buddy Kevin from high school when we used to walk down the hallway we did that we did the high five, five and the yeah. slap, you know, high and low slap, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, that was
0: you had to. That shit was cool as fuck. Oh my god. Um.
2: Yeah. There's. So they had
0: much. they had back then. This movie was such a recruiting tool. They had recruiters outside movie theaters. Yep. In fucking tables, signing people up. Yeah.
2: In all honesty, you get get pretty fucking patriotic when you watch Top Gun, where you're just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Fucking holy shit. So we watched Top Gun last night, and I, again, she started it, and I was just like, I'm like, I've seen this so many times. It's a long movie. Just put it on and I'll be in there in a minute. So I was doing shit. But, like, I could I could picture everything. The minute I heard the first note and everything that's going on, yes. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I, I can see everything in my mind. And uh, I got out and it was so funny because, like, normally I'm on my phone. I'm not really paying attention to shit, uh, playing a game on Facebook, whatever the fuck. I got fucking drawn in to Top Gun, which I've seen fucking umpteen million times and, you know, wh- whatever. And I just found myself about halfway through fucking sucked in. My phone put down and being like, damn, this really is a super good movie. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like it. it's there's moments where you're just like, oh, that's corny. Like you definitely look at it from a different eye now. And you're seeing the little gaffes and, and, and mis- like plot holes and shit that you didn't always notice, but you're like, okay, whatever. I, I forgive it all because it's just fucking amazing. I saw this trailer. Oh, real quick. Did you get the trailer for the next Mission Impossible in front of this when you saw no. Maverick? No. They dropped a fucking trailer for the next Mission Impossible, which isn't coming out until July twenty twenty two. Well, I,
0: I saw it. I saw it a couple uh, a couple days before the movie.
2: Oh, that's on right. YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't seen it until I fucking saw it in theaters, and fucking Tom Cruise is going to kill himself making one of these movies. He's just gonna fucking die. So,
0: listen, I for. I give him credit for putting everything into making a realistic, over the top, and continuing to push the envelope, which they he which he continues to do at his age and everything. Yeah. And when we you know start talking about Top Gun, like literally until the third act, I couldn't recall something I could uh, say was CG. Right
2: right absolutely
0: totally and agree. and yeah. it's just for for wanting to get it real they're they're paying 12,000 dollars an hour to use these you know to be in these jets mm-hmm. it's just, it's just crazy i mean this movie was delayed 3 times some of the stuff was shot in 2018 <laughs> you know what i mean it's yep. and I just I just read the story. It's it's saying it's it's over 150 million dollars, a record weekend, record for him, record for the industry, record for the director, and it has an A plus cinema score, which is higher than the first movie, which was an A. Yeah. So this this movie is it fucking
2: deserves it. I'm not it even does. gonna lie. It, it's it, a, it it's a, totally yeah. We're going
0: yeah, so We're not gonna b- bury the lead. It's a yeah. fucking total total jedi it's yeah an edge edge of edge of your seat even though some of the things you know are gonna happen oh yeah knowing knowing this is people in planes and granted he's not flying the plane but you see and when you see the interviews with him where he talks about it that um you can't fake g-forces and stress and breathing of of all of this stuff's happening. I mean, they, they had to go, we were talking about it before, before we started recording. Number one, they first had to go through the, the uh, Navy um, uh, training for ejections and ejecting over water and getting out from uh, uh, an underwater crash and, and if you land with a parachute in the water, all of that stuff. And then, then Tom Cruise developed his own... It was a three month program for the actors because they because they they have to work they have six IMAX cameras. They designed six IMAX cameras in the in filming the actors from different angles. And you gotta have the right where the sun is and all that and they said they didn't know if they had a good shot until they came down and then looked at the film. Yeah. So but it's you know, it's just it's so Crazy and they, and they did a, a couple of times, and you know they went a couple of times heavy on the memberberry stuff. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, you know, and they, it, it was ju- it was just a, and you read a lot of reviews, and it they when they when they say they talk about big budget, you know these tent pole movies and these superhero movies and all that, and superhero movies are CGI fests. Mm-hmm. They this is kind of like old school filmmaking Mm -hmm. you know like in like christopher nolan in the dark knight where they flip that semi you can you can do that at cgi but it never will look exactly real and everything in this and like what i just said before until until the aircraft carrier launched their missiles ahead of that final you know, yes. Like strike. That's yeah. that was the first time. I'm like, oh, that's CG. That's the first time I noticed CG, and that was an hour and forty minutes into the movie.
2: And you, I'll I'll be dead honest. I honestly, it didn't even. It wasn't that noticeable on my screen where I was like, "Ooh, that." You know, to me, it was
0: just like. No, no. What I'm saying is, it's, I said I know that scene is CGI. Right. I know, right. Right. But but up up until that point, it's it's just, it's all practical. Yeah. It's, inc- it's just incredible.
2: Well, it was funny. I told so. I'm like, Shane goes, so why after 35 years or 30 years, are they making a fucking another top gun? I go, cause Tom Cruise wanted to fly an F-18.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, that's the only reason that they're even making another one. She's like, what he didn't fly one in the first one like no he didn't have the balls back then now he's got the money he's got taking insurance out on himself like he has enough money that he can take you know he can do a scene where he flies an f-18 and that's all he wants and so they're gonna you know make a movie around it she's like that's fucking insane i'm like So's tom cruise but holy shit if he's gonna put himself on a line, I'm gonna support that man because holy shit, that dude is like it just to be like, you know what? I just wanna fly an F eighteen, I'm making a sequel to this movie.
0: Okay, have at it, enjoy. Whatever. Well it's 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 kinda this more. is kind of the and, and they talked about it in the movie, this is kinda of the last hurrah for this this type of thing in the military. Mm-hmm. Because listen, I, we had a friend of ours. She just she just finished the uh, the basic school with the Marine Corps, and she wanted to be a pilot, and she got she's a drone pilot instead. But that's yeah. just the way that's the way things are going. Because you had that scene where he says, "Man, you're a, you know your kind of a dinosaur maverick," and he's like, well, "Maybe so, but not today." Yeah. and that's that's but that's kind of where we're headed because you know we're we're on the cusp of this uh, hypersonic drones that yeah. there's that nothing can touch us like you you're if you thought stealth fighters were were nasty I mean these things like missile like uh, somebody firing a missile will could not catch up to it that's like it's yeah. your you <laughs> I'll bring it back to another 80s movie you're an iron eagle in the air <laughs> <laughs> nothing can touch you but so in, in my theory David, the gods, the theater gods were looking down upon me because I went on the Tuesday fan showing, right? Yeah. Jam-packed, okay? It was jam-packed except for the seat next to me. And I had no one next to me. Unbelievable. And I was right next to, I was right next to one of the fucking Atmos speakers, so when they like oh. take off from when dude when they take off from the from the aircraft carrier and th- you know, thrust up, mm-hmm. Dude, my seat was rumbling. It was like I was in a forty X theater.
2: Yeah. This would be amazing in a forty
0: X theater. Oh, this would be oh this would be what forty X should be made for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um uh, did you get a little thank you from Tom Cruise before the movie started? Yes. yes. I thought that was kinda cool. I'm like Dude, okay, that's that's sweet, that's nice. Um, oh, the very first part of this movie, outside of it, starting like the very first movie, which I loved, like the fact that they really did just bring in, they're like, we're just going to keep it the same, we're not really going to change anything until you see Tom for the first time, and I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. But when they first show him getting to that subsonic fucking plane that he's being the test pilot for, I got all like all the feelings from fucking Firefox that oh, old Clint yes. movie where I'm like, holy shit, they just ripped off Firefox. Like they're gonna do a whole montage of like '80s fucking '80s and '90s fucking. Fighter plane movies, like okay, I'm down. Like I, for the first ten minutes of this movie, all I can think of was firefox I'm like, I'm just wait for Clint Eastwood to pop out somewhere. Yes. Come on! Oh, that was,
0: that was fucking great. You must think in Russian. Think <laughs> in Russian. It's a great movie. Great movie, man.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Well, yeah. That... So yeah, that was great You get that he's a test pilot. Makes sense. He he yeah. wants to you know, stay a captain. It's similar to what reason why Kirk wants to stay captain. You want, you want to command the ship. You want to pilot, you want to be the pilot. And, um, and I I love that scene. Again, you kind of knew how it was going to go. Yeah. As far as you knew they were going to go up and they were going to hit, and he was going to go past Mach 10 and, all of that, but <laughs> when he's in that country, you know, and he's walking in there, thinking it's oh a drink of water, where am I? And the kid goes earth. I was like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's pretty
2: funny. Yeah. They, it, it actually had some legit funny moments in it where I was like, it kind of took me by surprise how funny this movie actually really was. Um, one of the I'll give my wife's 10-cent review. She didn't understand why they didn't mention anything about Charlie, which I kind of agreed. Like, that whole relationship was such a big part of the movie, and then he moves on to Penny and Jennifer Conley and shit. So it would have been nice to kind of have a blurb about Charlie because that's really... You know, what was one of the huge parts of, of uh, the first movie? Yeah, and what that was... was
0: that was one of the things I, that I would have wanted with that, but also a little more background or flashback with him and the amazing Jennifer Connelly. I mean, yeah, um... yeah, because
2: it, it was really weird. Like you didn't really, you kind of got touched on ex exposition but not anything concrete where you're just like okay so this was supposedly a relationship but we don't know where it came from what happened or anything else just kind of like left to fill in the blanks and i'm like sometimes holding a hand is okay especially when it's if you're going to make it such a part of the that really was, like, about it, where I was, like, gripey about it. I, I would say it's, I mean, it's super cliche, super predictable. You know what's going to happen. You know the, the conflict that's there, why it's there. Um, but if you don't walk out of this theater having completely enjoyed yourself, like you just
0: watched the wrong fucking movie because yeah you just don't you was... just don't you just don't like these kind of movies because yeah. it's he, he's it, especially in, in this movie and as that character just like he was in 1986 he's so fucking charismatic yes you know very what I mean? much so. it's it's you, you you would not know that he's 36 years older right because it's just it's the way that the character is and so yeah and you know so you get um um ed harris is kind of taking over for mr strickland the dude's yep. still alive mr strickland i thought he was dead he's still alive he was 90 so no shit so but yeah but ed harris is the you know the i can't i can't believe i can't believe i'm saying this like you two <laughs> characters are headed to top gun you know but yeah, but yeah, like it, it, literally the same thing. He 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 destroys a prototype jet, but you've got, you know, uh Iceman as the admiral who is the one protecting him. And if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be able to do what he's doing. And he goes to Top Gun. He's got to, you know, train the pilots for a mission to a country they don't even mention because they don't want to alienate anybody.
2: But that's fine. You but know what? Fine. Like honestly, that's that you didn't need to know. Like really, it, it. I actually enjoyed the fact that they weren't like, this is, Iran, Iran or Pakistan yes. or Russia yeah. or whatever. It was just like, they're you know this they're fucking becoming a nuclear threat. We I think they said. I
0: think did they say it was Latvia? I think. <laughs> I don't did they? Think so. But but <laughs> what I do like about it is when. Um, when he's, you know, talking to the class or, you know, at first talking to them and, you know, of course they're the best there is and all that, but they haven't been taught the skills that were more prevalent, you know, when he was doing this, you Mm -hmm. know, 30 years ago, because you think about it now, I mean, there's no, what, When's the last time an American pilot had a dogfight with someone? Because you, do, it doesn't happen anymore. Well, they so, kind of brought that up too. Where yes. they're
2: like, you know, it. He had one. What, what was it? Two confirmed kills. Yeah. And he was like, and he's like, yeah, but it wasn't a dogfight. Like, right. The, like even then it was like you yeah you have two confirmed kills but you didn't do shit. So. Well, and like, also,
0: but also, and this is. Talking about us and our technology, I saw I was watching more YouTube videos. So the most advanced, so the the jet that was there they were going against at the end of the movie is the it's a Russian, it's an Su fifty seven. Okay, and that was their. This is how this is, and we're we're seeing how great Russia's military is, quote unquote, is right now. (laughs) So just so you know, they designed that jet for stealth and all that. So the the radar cross section of that jet is. Five thousand times larger than our jets it's even it's even greater than the the fa18 non-stealth jet that they flew in this so great job russia showing again why you suck so but um but yeah i i but i did like um i did like all the different pilots you've got the the uh Hangman is the Iceman, I guess, kind of yeah, the Iceman Maverick type person, more more Iceman, I think.
2: Well, actually, he's kind of more Maverick because, like, he does like in the beginning, in in the first dogfight that they're doing, Hangman le- leaves his wingman, yes, and yep. and Maverick's like, oh, where have I seen that before? Like, Christ. that's an overplay. So, like. I think you're right. He's kind of a blend between Iceman and Maverick, but he does kind of lean a little towards the ego of Maverick, that yes, what he's going to do is going to be the best for it, but he's still got that Iceman cold as ice kind of in his veins and can fly just fucking dead stick and no one can touch him. Now, but,
0: ask you, did you so you know talk a little bit about you know really strong on the member berry stuff do you Mm -hmm. think especially at the beginning do you think they went too hard with miles teller trying to be like halloween costume you know uh costume party looking like anthony edwards from 1986 or would would his son wear the hawaiian shirt have the short mustache of course he would wear the aviators would he play you've lost that love and feeling you know all that kind of stuff right
2: uh, a little bit i th- I think they went a little too hard because I okay. think everyone shows up and they're in their dressed hands you know they're not yeah. they're not in their whites they're not in their 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 flight suits and and but they're still in the navy they still are on base and then he shows up kind of off duty like that, to me, was kind of like, eh, I don't buy it. I think he would have shown up in his in his dress uniform before he would have shown up in a fucking Hawaiian shirt. I think I was okay with him doing the mustache and everything else and having the look of Anthony Edwards. I, I kind of dug it. And I could actually kind of feel the resemblance and everything else. I don't know that they needed to hit great balls of fire in the bar, but I think it was really a good moment for Tom, which when he's just sitting there and he's like, oh my God, I see goose. Yes. And like that to me made the point of this is why he doesn't want him here, because he's really just trying to protect him, he doesn't want Goose's kid to die on his watch, and it be his fault. He already he yes. he's gotten past the fact that Goose died, but I don't think he necessarily feels like it's not his fault. Still. Right.
0: Well, and also like, they did they so, did a they did a really good job with when you find you find out that, uh, you know, uh, his mother died. But she yeah. she asks Maverick because she's like I don't want him to have the same fate. So so Maverick pulls his his uh, uh, navy uh, navy you know it, it whatever, was to go into the academy or some in, shit into like the, that. into the academy. And then you know Jennifer Connolly asks, well, well, I'm sure why wouldn't you tell him that? He's like, you know, his basically his mother's dead. Why why have him resent her and me? Right. So he's like, just put, you know, I'm going to just put it on me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, we know how it's going to end up at the end of the movie. Okay. It's super right. tropey. You, there's no big surprise, but the, but it's the way they get there is really, is really good. I mean, they even mm-hmm. do the thing where he's, he, you know, he's falling behind and he's talk to me, dad. And he's like, yeah. come on, don't, you know, don't think acting, just like what, what, Maverick did when he got out of that dogfight at the end of the movie, and in the '86 movie, and came back in. Mm. You know, but just the way they do it, um, and 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 all of the all of the training, flight scenes, and everything it was funny. As far as you know, when they had yeah. the, with the push-ups and where they're just oh you know, my going god, up. the
2: push-ups killed me, dude. That was so funny. Oh, that that really was one of the funnier things. When they get back and they're just fucking, it's a montage of fucking push ups. but, for but
0: listen, like we we talk about, like we know the stuff's coming. Like for example, they ground Maverick, right? Yeah, right. And then you know, John Hamm takes over and he's like, okay, now we're going to do this mission in now four minutes instead of two minutes. They're like, wait a minute, and we're going to come in. We're going to come in higher because basically he's saying people are going to die. Somebody's going right. to die on this. We'll, we'll get the job done, but somebody's going to die. And you know, where Jennifer Connolly says, Well, you know, you gotta figure you know, Iceman's not here, you gotta figure it out. And like, you know that he's <laughs> when when he has a two minute fifteen second thing, dude, I'm literally on the edge of my seat. Yes. And, and I have not been like that in a movie in so long and it was so much fun. And I'm like I'm like thrusting and moving as far as you know, like I have it like I have the, the uh, the joystick in my hand, <laughs> yes. which sounds kind of weird. I just said that i 'm thrusting, having a joystick in my hand, but uh, but anyway, it was it, it's it you can do that stuff if it's if it's well executed and yes. it looks good on screen, and they just they just hit it every step of the way, yeah. and then you, and then just getting to the the end where you think it's over, and then it turns into like Rambo two where you got the helicopter <laughs> chasing after him. Right. Yes. And then you get, you know, uh, Miles Teller, you know, blows him out of the sky and then he gets blown out. And then and then Tom Cruise like, what do you think you were doing? What were you thinking? It's like, I wasn't thinking I was just doing it's like, oh, I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and then, and, but again, and then they and I knew they I knew that at the beginning that they were talking about the, the Tomcats for a reason. Yeah, because you saw it in the trailer. You saw a shot of of a tomcat in the air. So I'm like, you know, that tomcat's going to come into play, and they, you know, get it rolling, and and it, and it's again, it's not the plane, it's the pilot. And then when he, right. it's just great, man. I, I I have to see this again. And it, you, yeah. and this again, this is a movie you have to initially see in theaters. Like yeah. I don't care if you have an 85 inch TV in your house or whatever. This, it this is made. This is made for the big screen.
2: If you don't go
0: to the theater, you don't, because a lot of
2: it is the sound. Oh, it, yeah. It really is the sound design. It is when they take off and they're doing turns and everything else. Like you, you feel it on the screen. You can, you can feel. It. But what sells it, where you feel part of it, is the fucking noise of the engines. Oh, yeah. and just with the speakers fucking blaring it feels like you can feel it in your body the, the the noise from the speakers and you feel immersed in the movie and it gives it a whole different experience um, oh, the, the one last thing that my wife said she fucking loved the movie by the way she would Jedi the movie uh, the other thing that bothered her, which I kind of agree with a little bit, is killing off Iceman with the disease he actually has in real life. I was like, "Oh fuck, wow!" They actually went there. Like, I get you. Kind of have to bring the fact that he has a trach box and and everything else and whatever. I get, I get that. But. To kill him off, knowing that this guy has had throat cancer is just kind of bad taste, a little bit. Where I'm just like, ooh, yeah, I didn't really think of it that way, but yeah, that's a little odd. Well, it's, it's you know... I, I mean, I, I understand why they did it. I get all, First
0: of all, I'm glad because initially we didn't think he was going to be in the movie. Because of because of his health and all that, so it's great that he was in it. It's I I I I really like that the scene where you know it's it's typing and then and then he talks to him, you know. And I
2: I think his son did the voice because I I kind of watched that. Yeah, I didn't. I still haven't seen the whole thing. Yeah, and. He literally talks with the trach box, so it's really hard to make it out. There's no way he did that with the the way he was talking. So, if, if you watch that doc, it when in the beginning it's a son narrating, but it sounds like a young Val Kilmer where you would oh, never. Oh, know 100%. The so I really think that they used his kid to voice that part. I think they could have kept him in the movie. You know, like if they're, if they're like, oh, fuck it, we're going to make Top Gun 3. They could have kept him around and done that with his kid and like kind of used his voice. But at the same time, I respect what they did because they didn't shy away from it. They kind of did bring it to the front. And I understand why they killed him off because you kind of have to give away to ground him. And show at the same time, show the team that what he can do is possible and that they can do it too. So it all made
0: sense, but it's, it's like like the, so it's like the, you know, a long time ago, the four minute mile, it was, it was talked about, you can never break the four minute mile running. Right. And after the dude did it, then a bunch of people did it right afterwards. So it's one of those mental things. Yeah. So when you when you don't when you don't think something can be done. So it, yeah, it was I, I again, I enjoyed the whole I enjoyed the whole setup and the premise of what they had to do and how um but it's but again, it's just it's just the way you the way you execute it and mm-hmm. with again, with the actual people in jets pulling g-forces that you can see the music the sound editing uh cinematography so the beautiful like the and then the dog fighting in the air with the flares and everything going everywhere god that was
2: gorgeous it was just
0: absolutely phenomenal
2: it, it in all honesty like as far as movie going experiences and just having an absolute blast without like the consequences of being invested because it's a it's part of a bigger universe. This might be my funnest theater experience of the year. Like oh, 100%, I I had yeah. an absolute like hundred percent blast. Like there was no like I didn't walk away going, Ooh, you know, I don't know about that choice and I don't know about that choice. Like I just it, it, it was funny watching the watching the first Top Gun last night before going to see this. Really put it into sp- perspective because you realize how com- like kind of corny the first one is, but it's it takes itself seriously enough that you buy into it, and this movie like. It it takes itself completely seriously, and you're not only bought into it, but like you feel part of it. Like you really, at the end, you're just you're right. You you are on the edge of your seat during that stuff, even though you know how shit's gonna play out. You really are just like okay. Like I honestly, Shannon had we were holding hands during the movie, and I just had my hands wrapped around hers, and like. She'd, like, pull her hand out because, like, I was squeezing and not paying attention. She's like, would you fucking stop? I'm like, sorry, sorry. Huh. Like, it, you just fucking buy into it. You, you, you're you invested in what's going on, even though you really do know everything that's going to happen. It's It's an amazing feat. Absolutely amazing feat. I really had a fucking great time in this movie. Like, I... I can't think of someone who goes to see this movie who's like, fuck it, this movie sucked. Like, I don't... That person can't exist. I went to a fucking matinee. A matinee. And my theater was fucking packed. Packed. Yeah. Like, this theater is never packed for matinees. Especially in, like, in the beginning of summer and shit. Like, now granted, it was raining today. But, like, I've never seen it that packed on a matinee ever for any movie. Any movie. End game. Nothing. The, this fucking theater was packed to the gills. I was shocked.
0: Yeah. Um, I, and one of the things in watching a bunch of YouTube videos with pilots and things like that. So, I didn't realize. So, you know, you talk about the Iceman scene. So, with the wings on the casket. So, I didn't know this. But, so, when when a pilot... Graduates and gets his wings. those oh, yeah. wings are separated in two, and he gives he gives half uh to a person that they respect, and the wings are never to be joined together until the pilot dies naturally or in combat so which i never i never, <laughs> I've always seen the scene where they hit the wings into the into the casket right but i did not I didn't know the the total meaning of it and um like i said i I, I just think it was it, you know it, it had emotional moments, it had funny moments when they when you know nothing was forced, right, incredible practical effects, great action, great aerial choreography, and, and oh my God gorgeous it, it just, it just and that's a lot because the, oh and so the the scene. So that that scene at the beginning where that dark star comes over, where Ed Harris is standing there, and it goes yes. comes over that thing, so okay, that's CG because that's a different plane. So, but it was an actual plane. But that roof popping off was not planned. That was no fr- that was from the wake of because of that low level pass. Oh, so uh, it's, it's just unbelievable. If if anyone. Just go watch a bunch of behind-the-scenes videos of this movie, because it's really interesting. I love featurettes anyway, but this yeah. is really fascinating on how they film this movie, and it's it, it needs to win some type of Academy Award for effects or something. I don't I don't know what, but it's just if nothing, it should get
2: sound design. Because honestly, like, the fact that you felt every turn, like, it wasn't just the fact, it it wasn't just the takeoffs. Because I noticed that a lot in the, in watching the original last night was a lot of the engine roar and all that stuff really took place at takeoff and, and landing and everything else. Like, you didn't, the, the, the filming in the first one was good and everything else, and it, it looked great for its time. But you didn't necessarily feel like you were in the plane. You felt like you were in the plane in this because of the sound design in it. When they were in the cockpit, you felt the engines. You, like you're, the, the theater was rumbling so hard. Again, this is a 4DX movie if you absolutely have the chance because it would feel even more like it. But I was sitting near one of the speakers and it would just felt like every time they did something or you felt like you were in or they were shooting in the plane, you felt like you were in the plane with them. So if it doesn't win for sound design or editing or whatever the fuck, that academy is broken. Because it was amazing. Absolutely stunning. I'm, I'm shocked how this movie was. I, I was really kind of taken back and a little worried because everyone was saying yeah. how good this fucking movie was. Like when they, when they were doing the CinemaCon and a bunch of people got to see this prior to it being released. Everyone came out with glowing reviews and they're like, ooh, this might be my favorite movie of the year. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't remember. Like, I remember enjoying Top Gun, but I don't remember that movie being that fucking good. And it it, it was good. The original was good. This. This deserved every accolade I saw it get. I I couldn't believe that I love this movie as much as people like because when you got out, you're like, I feel like I was I'm 17 again, (laughs) and I'm like, I got done and I'm like, holy shit, he's fucking right. Like I feel like I just got out of Top Gun and I'm like fucking utterly amazed for the first time. Which is weird because I watched the original last night, but like this, it's not often. That a sequel, especially one done thirty plus years later, would be better than the original. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm almost there putting this better than the original because I was more invested in this one. Like this one felt more emotional. Like the the fact that e- when everything happens to Tom in that first movie you're just kind of like you're along for the ride and everything else this one feels like he's brought that 30 years of baggage with him and he's still been doing this and like the uh, Roost, uh, the fact that he has this like tension with Rooster all of it feels absolutely natural and organic and fucking real life situation even though it's tropious shit all of it feels very real and you're so invested and so emotional you understand why all this stuff and it, like you said he feels like he hasn't missed a beat in these 30 years you feel him in that character and it's just i came away going i fucking enjoyed it. like if someone gave me top gun and T- top gun maverick to watch I would immediately pick Top Gun Maverick because I felt more invested in this movie.
0: Oh well, yeah, because we're also coming into this movie knowing the whole history of the character, which character mm-hmm. that we love, we just love the character and 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 you know everything that happened in that first movie. So they can just build upon that. Yeah. Um, so again, they just did a he he. De- you can definitely tell that he cares about the craft of filmmaking and mm-hmm. he does not want to phone anything in. Yeah. And so you got to give him props for that and yeah. pushing the envelope because literally that's what people they go to see when they go to see his movies is what's, what's he going to do next? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that at the end, that, that P 51 Mustang is his actual plane that he, well, did you did you watch the thing with James Corden yet?
2: I saw a piece of it but I did not see okay. the whole thing where he was like he was talking about the G forces and everything else where he was like, You're probably gonna pass out and all this shit. Like I saw a little bit of it but I didn't catch the whole thing. It looked funny as fuck though.
0: Yeah. It's it's very funny. They did a really good job of it. So it's yeah, I can't like I said I think this is gonna have uh, w- uh, in recent memory, it's going to have one of the lowest uh, second week drops because yes. it's got it's got such strong word of mouth. Like I haven't seen anyone, any of my friends from high school, whenever I haven't seen anybody post anything other than it was incredible. Like it wouldn't say yeah, hey, yeah, it was pretty good. I haven't seen anybody say anything other than a plus. That's that's why it's got an a plus cinema score.
2: Right. I actually, I'm I'm going to look it up. I'm really. Curious as to what it has on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Oh, when, it, when when I when I looked it up the other day, it was it was it was like ninety nine percent. It's at I'll tell you because I got it saved in my Top browser point. here.
2: Ninety seven percent audience score, ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Three hundred and fifteen critic reviews at nine at ninety seven percent and 5000 plus audience reviews at 99%. It fucking there yeah, there's absolutely it deserves it. Like if you're on the fence, if you're not a Tom Cruise fan, I don't know what to tell you. Like you're you're just fucking missing out on this dude's like just having a good time making
0: Okay, so I'm, so I'm scrolling through. I'm going to see um the reviewers who the people who said no. So this one from Spain, the fact that the script doesn't even cite the enemy country gives you an idea of how bland the story is. That's his complaint. Oh, for Uh, fuck's sake. This is, okay, here. Oh, this one here. (laughs) Oh, David. Oh, Chris Eaton, you're listening to this one here. This is basically just escapist authoritarian porn for white dads. If it was a sports movie, the 60-year-old coach of the football team would be called out of retirement to quarterback the Super Bowl.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so what? Like, that shit's
0: fun. Like,
2: you don't... Oh, fucking people. Holy shit.
0: Oh, my God. That's insanity. But see, see those are the people that get up in the morning and they look at a partially, you know, partly sunny day and say, oh, those clouds. Yeah. That's fucking insanity. Like... And and, and you can tell the people who don't like it, like, this one says... It's jingoistic claptrap, macho posturing, yeah, whatever. Okay, so it's 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 too uh, uh, it's got too much uh, testosterone apparently, and that that must be the issue. Militaristic epic, so disassociated from actual life that it somehow becomes even more fanciful than the average animated family film. Like these people, like some of these people are like. So Again, way too serious. Go to a movie and have fucking fun. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, be a critic, but don't say, uh, you know. It's, it's like, like a... going to a
2: fucking, co- like a, a comic book movie and going, this feels like a comic book. Well, no fucking shit, you idiot. Like, that's what it should feel like. It should feel like a fucking. Hey, and
0: David, you'll, you'll like this. The other thing I read about this movie is that. 45% of the people going to see this are over 45 years old. So the old people have spoken. <laughs>
2: hey, I, I'm, like,
0: honestly, I don't think
2: that we're very, when it comes to, like, calling shit out. We're pretty honest about Oh, that. Uh, we like, are. We, we, I, we don't sit there and like, oh, we just love it for the sake that it was old. Like, we we can be quite honest about shit and if it hits the fucking member Barry's switch too hard we will fucking call it out this and we've said it so many times before you can be tropey you can be cliche you can do all the tropes you want in a movie you can have whatever MacGuffin you need to as long as you do it right and you make your audience feel invested and and part of the story, and and give a shit about what's going on, and Maverick does that. Like it it really the the it, only it, go ahead. It doesn't break any new ground. Right. It doesn't it doesn't sit there and go, oh my god, we've done this amazing fucking visual shit that like it will blow you away, and you're only gonna come to see that. It makes you feel invested in the characters. It makes you like feel nostalgic for the original movie without making it feel like a carbon copy of the original movie. It makes it feel like it's grown up and progressed. And that's all, like, that's all you need to make a fucking good sequel and not fucking get stuck in just making shit. I'm
0: just... mm. The one thing I was going to say, the one Memberberry thing that I think they went too much with, and it was at the very end of Jennifer Conley, like with the Porsche, you know, leaning on the front fender, yes, waiting for us. Yes. Like that's that's total Kelly McGillis with the old, uh, yeah, the old Boxster, whatever it was. Yeah. Like, um. So. Yeah. But other, but other, but other than that, I it's uh, it's well, it, like. It, I'm...
2: I'll, I'll say like the minute he broke out his motorcycle and it was the bike that he used in the first one and he's fucking driving down. Like I'm sitting there going, okay, that's kind of corny and like kind of member Barry ish. But at the same time, that movie wouldn't feel right if he didn't do that with that bike. Like, cause obviously later on in the movie, he has a different bike throughout the entire thing. But like, to pull that one out of storage and just do that scene. Uh, I was kind of like, okay, yeah. yeah, that wasn't needed. But at the same time, I'm like, I get it. It's a nod. You're fine. Like, it, it didn't... It didn't feel like it overly beat you in the head with shit. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good fucking movie. I'm, I'm so glad you saw that and you were like, no, this really is that fucking good. Because I was... I, I was kind of at the point where I'm like, well, maybe I'm not going to go. Maybe I'll just fucking wait for it to hit, fucking, you know, stream in, and I'll see it for free. When you were like, you have to see it on the big screen. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm going to see this in the theater.
0: Yeah. Good, good, good. Good stuff. I can't wait. I can't wait for Dunk. I know.
2: I, I, I really wonder if he has that same nostalgia for Top Gun. Because, like...
0: Honestly, that was like our childhood, and like oh, dude, that was it was uh, again. It was right b- year before I graduated, man. Junior in high school. I mean, that was yeah. the height of the eighties, man. Cold War. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, shit. That's uh... yeah, that would was really... so that was that was you know. Yeah, that that and right after that you then you had eighty nine Batman. Those were the kind of the two movies yeah. that were just super targeted for us. Yep.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh my god. So. I,
2: yeah, I really hope Dunk loves it. Like I I really hope that it, it's it's as good as it was. And real quick, just in case anyone was wondering, Eaton loved the first two episodes of obi One. I was shocked. He messaged us in a group chat that we're all in, and I I was expecting him to be like fuck Obi Wan, fuck all of it, and he came back with glowing reviews. So I was I was absolutely stunned that that Eaton liked Obi Wan because he yeah. it, it, to get him to like much of anything lately has been been a struggle. Um, except he liked Moon Knight too, if I remember. I think he might have been on the Moon Knight train with us. he. I don't think he liked Moon Knights. Didn't he?
0: No, Uh, I don't think so.
2: Oh, maybe it was just me and Dunk sucking Moon Knight
0: dick, but... Yeah. Yeah, probably. In the the six minutes, the Moon Knight dick was out.
2: Fuck you, I don't care, I'll take it. (laughs) God damn it,
0: that shit was fun. That
2: that really was fun.
0: Please go when you get when we get done here. Watch the pitch meeting because it's hilarious. I
2: I will because I I like I said I saw that and I was working when I when it came up on YouTube and I'm like I'm gonna sit here and watch that whole fucking thing and I'm not gonna work during it so I put it off to watch it another time and I fucking spaced it out so I'm glad you reminded me because I am gonna fucking peep that one. We're done. Cool. All right. Anything good. I I, th- I think we covered it all. If, if you haven't, if uh, we're imploring you, please go see Maverick in the theater. It is this this movie deserves the love it's getting and deserves to be celebrated in the theater. Like it just it's that movie. It's like so one of the um, previews that we got. Was for the, the new Avatar movie. And. Shannon leans over to me. And goes. I've never seen that whole movie. I go. Yes you have. She goes. No. I don't think I ever have. I go. Well. You haven't really missed much. Like. Really. Because I didn't see the have the Avatar in the movies. Um, Meaning. And I, no. know, I, it, I know she didn't. And so when I watched it. I'm like visually it's stunning, but at the same time I'm like, the story was so glaringly horrible that the the visuals didn't matter to me I said, the only reason to see this movie is for the visuals in the theater I go, the, you're not really going to see anything that's like oh my god, and this is amazing, like this is an amazing story I'm like, I'll go see that movie in the theater because Avatar is a spectacle And I think it needs to be seen in the theater as a spectacle. But I'm not going to Avatar because I'm like, ooh, I need to fucking... I need to continue this story with the Na'vi and all this bullshit. Like, no, I could give two shits. I just want to go see what James Cameron's going to do to break the next fucking movie theater experience. And that's really about it. But...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've I never. I don't know that this new version is going to capture the imagination like the first one did with people, because we're all so accustomed now to. I mean, because really, when you, you look at the Avatar Way of Water trailer, does that look any more spectacular than stuff we see on a daily basis in video games and all that kind of stuff?
2: No, and I think what ruined it for me is the Avatar ride in Disney World in in the um, Animal Kingdom. Um, I forget the name of the actual ride, but you're kind of like one one. It, you go up like basically the Tree of Life. The fucking thing is huge, and it's on the inside is just massive. But when you get into your thing. You're like super high up and you're kind of in this like motor like a crotch rocket motorcycle kind of seat and it just drops you into the Avatar world and it's fucking it's an amazing ride. It feels like a roller coaster. You feel like you're flying on one of those fucking dragon shit things and you're just like, oh my god, this is amazing. That felt to me Like seeing that movie in the theater and that experience was so much fucking fun. That was one of the best rides I had ever been on in any Walt Disney World park ever. Like it was just a fucking super fun ride. But that ride was far more fun and looked far more amazing than what I saw in that trailer where I'm like, I'll go see it in the theater because I think it needs to be seen probably in an IMAX 3D kind of way where you're just like, oh shit, okay, I get why he filmed this now. Right. But at the same time, like, having done that ride in the Animal Kingdom, I don't know that it's going to get much better than that for me. So, I'll go see it, but I'm not like, eh. I'm I, it's not high on my priority list, like... I'll wait till it's almost out of theaters and go see it. I'm not going to see that shit opening day.
1: Right. By
0: shot. Yeah.
2: But. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, I don't know when we will get together again. Um, again, I'm going to be kind of busy right up for a while. So it could be just Duncan Joe recording or if something comes out where we got to talk, like we'll probably pop in and do Obi-Wan catch-up episodes probably when it's over. Or, oh fucking boys is coming out soon too.
0: Third, yeah, next Friday.
2: Fucking soza umbrella. We'll be we'll be back sooner than later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. I did. Yeah, we'll we'll get together, but it just probably won't be as often as, well, not as often. We fucking record once a month right about now, but yeah. it could be a little more spaced out. We'll see. Um, just we got. We're fucking adults, and we got shit going on. Life is yeah. life is life, so uh, we'd like to thank you for listening. You've been listening to Vintage Geeks, where we are saving the multiverse one podcast at a time.
0: See ya.